Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear us Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. Oh, and by the way, if you hear me give out a telephone number, don't call because this is a rebroadcast and our janitor Charlie will answer the phone and believe me, you don't want to talk to him. He's an honorary little cuss. And no sailwinding, bushwhacking, horn-swoggling, crocker-crocker is going to roll away Mr. cutter. Stand by to receive our transmission. find the button to, to oh hey there it is <laughs> it's bk on the air here on am 1450 100.3 fm wbhf i like to dispense nostalgic geekiness talk every saturday morning same bat time same bat station every morning i got uh, alan sanders over there fiddling with his microphone you're a fiddler fiddle on, on the, the mic fiddle on the mic <laughs> i was adjusting you you sit taller than i do well everybody does hey now <laughs> Only person I know can sit on the ground and my feet still dangle. That's the, that's the second. That's the second short joke you've, you've walked into this morning. Yeah, you you gave me a, a totally just pass. Just a, I couldn't leave it hanging. I had to. Well, just the other one was at least it. not on the air. This one, man, that one wasn't for air. Last one was okay for <laughs> podcast, but it wasn't for air. Sir, how are you? I I'm see you fine. Have your platform nine and three quarters t shirt on and today. Three my the better half would love that. She's she's currently getting uh, several. I don't know how what the what the intervals are at this point but she gets the harry potter loot crate on a regular basis she went ahead and joined that and did the uh, she's, i think i'll take the harry potter loot crate i'm like get a you know wand and some posters some coasters some t-shirts some caps believe it or not and she wore her last uh, harry potter loot crate t-shirt to universal when she went down there. she had two of them so she was able at least for two days i think she has more than two but she wore those two down there she had a, she had a t-shirt per day for the wizarding world of harry potter Excellent. I'm, I'm which is great. Gonna, I'm gonna get down there. My, my wife and I, we talked about it. Uh, we just, uh, we're gonna go when we're comfortable. The once we get to the point where I can walk into a theme park and walk in like a regular human being, that's what I'll I'm be there. On. That's what I'm because I didn't go on the last trip. Yeah. We talked about that. I didn't go. I said I'm not going. I'm not I hate going. This arm. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to order. I'm gonna convince them. They need to order a new arm. This arm is just defective. <coughs> Can or replace we, it over there. Just hang it from the ceiling and it come all the way. That's down what I'm gonna do. You know what? When we get off, I'm gonna swap because that one works beautiful and no one's ever. We're gonna done swap that one. what? The arms. Oh, in the studio. We're gonna play Frankenstein. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna move arms from one side to the other. Uh, I've always wanted to be left-handed over here. Sound good. <laughs> no, no, no. Fire is good. Fire being, is good, my friend. Being able to hear you on there, good. Mm, stereo, oh, good. Show, so. 
Have yeah. you heard how great our music sounds? Yeah, isn't it great when we when we have uh, the, the the whole radio station? For, sorry for the for the behind the scenes radio talk, but sometimes we do that. Thank goodness our station seems like it's had, I don't know. Uh, a, a, the, the sound equivalent of a facelift is that a sound lift? It's had a. Uh, <laughs> it's had vitamins. We've given it vitamins. We've given it medicine, and it and it's it was, it was kind of sick and we, limping. It didn't for a while. even know it was sick until no, we it cured it. Yeah, it's like don't you know this smoking's <laughs> bad? Stop that. Okay, station stop right. smoking. And it's a lot. It's better lost now. weight. It's trim. Yes. It can go longer, further. Our it's F- it's six million dollars now. FM signal. Our FM signal now when we play music, our our music feed is in. That, 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 that cool new thing that, that's been around since the 60s <laughs> called stereo. See, our, we just said stereo and stereo right then. So this Stupid yeah. arm. So that's kind of fun. So Yeah, stereo. Radio yeah. talk. Let's hope they decide that the improvements for the station and the sound don't include getting rid of us. Let's hope that that's not going to be factored in. That'll hey, be now, more of a don't management. put ideas in There'll their There'll be more heads. of a management side. That's all I need is for them to go. You know what? We were just thinking about. Uh, oh, you. Do, oh, by the way, you know what I have for you today. Oh, by the way, seven seven zero three eight six fourteen fifty is the number if you want to call any time during the station today and talk about anything we're talking about or change the subject or come completely come up with something completely ridiculous. And if it's about sports, I won't get it. So, just giving you that right now. But and you can email me at bkonair at gmail today. Later in the it's going to be much later in the program because I like to do these like in the last half hour of the show. I have guess what? Uh, me TV quiz for oh, you, yay. which uh, I warn you, I already took this one. And I got all of them right. Okay, so that means I won't. But no, that's not true because this is actually a good quiz. I always try to pick the ones that you have a fighting chance at. You know, it's like uh, uh, well, name name the actor that died in every Star Trek episode. Here's a here, here's a, at least you got multiple choice. You can you couldn't do that one, but and you get well, it right I back. I have a fighting chance all the time. I just usually no, lose. The fighting chance on this one. Here's the quiz. I'll give you it ahead of time. It's called. You, you're going to get the title. You're, you're going to get a title of something, and and it, we know ahead of time that it was a television show and a movie, whether it was based on the movie or whatever the television show. And you're going to get a you're going to get you're going to get the title and the year, and okay. that's all you get. And you got to decide whether it's the movie or the TV show premiere. That's what you got to figure out. Some of them should be easy. I'm going to so screw this uh, up. Come on. Think positively. Come well, on. Well, if you say, I dream of Genie 1985, I'll know that's a movie. Well, right. But that's not one of them, so you won't get that one. Dang it. <laughs> that one's not on the list. Lost Sorry. in Space, Netflix. Well, well, that one's, I don't think that one's on the list either. Well, like that, that's got to be the different so than the already, original TV show. It already show. doesn't fail very, very well for you um, already. I, I think you're going to do a good job. Folks, get ready for epic failure. But you know what? As we know that these MeTV quizzes are just out of fun. We just do them for fun because I want people to hear them and play along with them and take them as we as we answer the questions. That's why I do it really slow. That way people got time to choose the multiple choice one out of there. So we've got that coming up later on the program. We're going to flash the audience at the bottom of the hour. What else we got? We got a uh, classic TV star passed away. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we got uh, Golden Rage of TV coming up after the first break. And I have a I have a we're going to flash the audience and I have a news flash. That's very. That's kind of a tragic one, and I'm going to do it after we get done with all the other all the other news flashes because it's a news flash. But I don't think it belongs on our goofy news flash. It's kind of a bad one, but it's very weird that this happened. And by the way, did you know that there's a new venomous species of tarantula-like spider that has been discovered? Isn't that wonderful? That oh, some goody. people would love that in Florida of all places. So I've got that coming up. A venomous a tarantula. Venomous tarantula, tarantula-like spider. Oh, tarantula-like. Yeah, which means it's very big and hairy and it's just, uh, remember Arachnophobia? Uh-huh. The movie? <laughs> yeah. Did Frank Marshall arach- Arachnophobia? Or did he produce it? 
I, I thought right. Spielberg I produced it. I think he, I or he, maybe he's the executive producer. What did Frank producer? Marshall have to do with it? Iraq. Let me look it up. Iraq. No, no it was oh, Jeff Daniels. I remember how yeah. good that was. I liked it. Jeff Daniels. It was the pretty lead. good. It was a little overrated, but it was. But it was. It made everybody. I mean, how could you not be creeped out? Yeah, <laughs> by that. But um, I do know Spielberg was behind the. Yeah, directed by Frank Marshall, mm-hmm. produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Richard Vane. I don't think Spielberg. I, don't I thought think the executive name is on it. Uh, I think it's Amblin Entertainment, though. It's Amblin Entertainment, but Spielberg did not produce it. He's not on the credits. Maybe that's what I'm but thinking. But Amblin did produce He was It's his company, right? Right. Which means he may have had a conversation right. with folks on the set. And said, hey, don't, hey, make the spider bigger and give it a whip. <laughs> that would have made it a lot more interesting. It, it did all right in the theater. Arachnophobia's budget was $22 million and it made 53.2. That's back in 1990 time, which I think that meant a profit back then. That was good. So yeah, so new a new species of spider. I, I think Mrs. BK will weigh in on that. It'll be it'll be one quick soundbite from her after I tell what it is. <laughs> Should be pretty interesting. And uh, yeah, so we'll be back here after a break. It's BK on there. We will uh, have the golden rage of TV when we come back. Stand by for all the rest to coming up. The Tarzan Lone Ranger Adventure Hour will return after in the news and these messages. In the news, a big summit meeting. They were supposed to be discussing economic problems, but President Reagan and six other world leaders also used this week's meeting to get to know each other. We'll be back with a summit in Canada. In the news. Sponsored by the many fine products of General Foods. Who are you waiting for? Ice Cream Jones. And new ice cream cone cereal. My name's Ice Cream Jones. I'm bringing the kids my ice cream cones, a crunchy new cereal for breakfast, the great taste of ice cream cones, whoa! I'll have vanilla. Give me chocolate chip. They look like little ice cream cones. And taste like them. The crunchy part of this nutritious breakfast. My name's Ice Cream Jones, with the great taste of ice cream cones. New ice cream cone cereal! TV fans, Underdog ran from 1963 to 72 with 124 episodes. And being one of TV Guide's 50 greatest cartoon characters of all time, just where did he come from? Created by a New York ad man for the kids' serial giant General Mills, Underdog was the brainchild of William Watts Biggers, who went by the nickname Buck. Yep, Buck Biggers. With his ad partner Chet Stover, they were vying for a specific primetime Saturday morning slot, but they had competition. Their similar adversary had firmly established itself in the cartoon world two years earlier. It was known as the Rocky and Bullwinkle Show. Buck claims to have said that up against this competition, we're going to be the underdogs. Well, underdog got picked up and the rest was cartoon history. With the successful creation of their superhero canine and the full production team of Buck Biggers, Chet Stover, Tred Covington, and Joe Harris, Total Television Productions was born. For BK on the Air, this is Pat McCormick with the Golden Rage of TV. And you know what? And I always said if you had Mighty Mouse and Underdog together, there's no need to fear. Underdog is here. If you had them both together, <laughs> they could defeat Superman or. <laughs> 
or anybody because they were so in their world they were much more hey, look, powerful. All than I learned Superman. from underdog is if you really want to feel powerful, is you have to pop the right pill. That's right. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Popeye's teaching me to eat spinach. I'd rather just take a pill. Talk about being out and about and being outside and doing stuff. And I'm going to tell you uh, about a sponsor we've got on the air, uh, air here, BK on the air. And they're fantastic. It's Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. They offer maintenance and repairs of all bicycles as well as parts, accessories, and, a, and a, of course, new bicycles there. So they don't have, have just stuff to do. They have bikes for sale, too. So whether you're a veteran rider or just starting out, Cartersville Bicycle has what you need to get out and enjoy the roads and trails of northwest Georgia or just about anywhere you want to ride your bike. I ride. We ride our bike sometimes on the Silver Comet Trail down in Cobb County. It's an old railroad track which is converted into a paved walking trail or bike trail or whatever you want to use it for and i think it runs all the way to uh, the state of alabama so stop in and see the shop at cartersville bicycle they're located at the corner of west avenue and south tennessee street and are open every day seven days a week from 7 30 a.m to 4 p.m and you can call them at 470-315-BIKE that's 470-315-2453 or search cartersville bicycle on facebook get on your bikes ride I think it made by new bikes because did you get that? You saw that video I finally sent you of the spokeless yes. bike, isn't that the Revo? Weird? Yeah, dude, isn't that awesome. I was by the end of it, and I get it, and I make videos. I know if they're done correctly, yeah. it should sway the watcher. They're amazing videos. I they? was swayed. I was like, oh, I want to. Where's that? Where's that meme here? Just shut up and take my money. Did it? Didn't I, it remind you kind of Tron just a little bit though? The way there were no spikes, the 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 the, the, the tires. It's were the just closest spikes. I'm going to get to a light cycle right now. <laughs> but the fact that it's got an electric motor assist, and yeah. you can either choose to engage it or put it. The, to me, this was the coolest thing because what I hate about going bike riding is when you hit that one hill where you're like, oh, I'm just not in the right shape. This right. is killing me. That bike has the assist mode that said, you know what, you just keep pedaling like you're comfortable, we'll yeah. make up the difference. And there are regular bikes, not just that spoke, because that bike that, that I sent you the ad for, what's it called again? Revo. The Revo. I know The one thing they didn't tell you in the ad was how much it is. There's no telling. I didn't check their no, MSRP. No, all they were saying was, we're but ready to go to manufacturing, but yeah. we need you to support it. And we're ready to, when you buy one, we can find financings available. I'm like, I'll bet it is. So that means but that they're that in the midst of a crowdfunding that, campaign. And that means it's a little higher than your average bike. I mean, even a good ten speed. It's probably. I'm gonna hot, guess hot you're probably looking somewhere between fifteen hundred to two grand. It could be more. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking it might be higher than that. But it was really cool how the light was on the front. It just it looked a lot, a lot like Tron to me. It, it was, was the closest cool. to a futuristic bike that didn't look super futuristic, except for the wheel. You know, William Shatner was touting one. There's there's another bike that you can get that had these that has the electric assist on it, like that that can help you if you're in a, just in, you just want to ride on electricity for a little while. Is he gets he's talked his family into getting out and doing it and he gets out and, and rides this bike regularly at, in his 90s now i mean of course he's got a little, little assist in it and but it's still he's still riding it because it still has pedals you mm-hmm. can still you know do the physical thing too if you want you don't want to run your battery down you never want to run your battery down on anything well i'm wondering if the pedals so, help charge the electric assist motor i don't know i mean that would be good if you wouldn't have to plug it in all the time i just thought it was cool that they thought of so many cool features like an automatic wheel lock it's the future, of and bikes. then it can have the, yeah. the ability to, to talk to your app through your phone. Right. Through your phone. It's so always going to be trying to move app. it or yeah. mess with it. It's always and then if they app. do steal it, you've got built-in tracking. Yeah, I mean, that how cool! Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, it's like somebody said, that. "There's no such thing as a bicycle, so let's sit down and design one for right. the 21st century." It's all the future. We love bringing the futuristic. Every stuff now here. and then, I find myself still amazed at where we are technologically. 
the fact that you can plug in your app and your bike can talk to you and go, oh, hey, here's how you rode, and here's what happened. And uh, So, yeah. Does that turn not you sure, on, does it? Not does sure it where that came on? from. I'm channeling my inner so cat many, woman. So many different things turn us on when we get older. You know, it's just weird how that works that way. <laughs> used to be. A light breeze sometimes. Used to be uh, <laughs> cute girls in high school when I was in high school. Now it's like doing a, a narrative at a museum. <laughs> really floats my boat. Yeah. Now. Which is who cares? I mean, I want to. I want to. Um, whatever. Whatever turns you on is cool. Uh, I got some stories coming. I don't think I'm going to have to do a lot of these before the bottom of the hour because we're ticking up to the bottom of the hour. Can I say something about you and I are dog lovers? I want to say something about exotic pets that people shouldn't have. I I, I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole again this week of just. Uh, sometimes I'll watch out. And I'm like, oh, let's just look at cute uh, videos of dogs that think they can talk when they say, I love you and stuff like that and it's always fun and uh, there's this one little video of a, of a bulldog puppy who's reading the ride act to his mother which is great because you know the mother's sitting there like i'm the mother dog and this little puppy's like he's growling at her and stuff i'm like you know how that feels mm-hmm. you know when you're your daughters and stuff that can happen right me and my with wife. kids <laughs> well hey speaking of that one there's one with two dobermans and the, it's the father doberman dog and the mother and the mother's got the puppies and every time he comes close to them she goes she's like it's the dad i don't think he's gonna hurt them but i don't think she remembered that he's the reason that she's got the puppies <laughs> and she, she's all over man she won't even let him let him touch those puppies but just for a moment ex- exotic pets people try to grab animals that are pets that they shouldn't maybe i saw a video of a guy who had a monitor lizard pet in his home that he lets get up on his chest and pets like a dog he's just oh this cute little just don't lizard. let it bite you and stuff that's what i'm saying uh let's take this call right quick before we go to bomb the hour 770-386-1450 hey it's bk on there who's this hey Jeff, you know why i wouldn't let the dirty dog feed the puppies yeah, wh- why because, because he was behind on the child support <laughs> He was behind on the dog food and the kibble. <laughs> you haven't yeah. paid, you haven't paid me your allotment of Alpo this week. Get away from my puppies. That could be. It could be. Check it out, Jeff. Go on to YouTube and look for a Doberman mom protects her puppy from dad. It's hilarious. She doesn't bite him or anything, but she's made it clear. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. She's made it clear that she does not want him near these kids, these puppies. But this guy's got this monitor lizard on his chest, and he walks around in the house like a dog and everything. And I'm like, are we, are we going to read the story? And, you know, some people have wild black bears as a pet. You know, oh, we got a bear as a pet and uh, things like that. And then you read, you know, a few weeks down the road, you're like, man tragically killed by pet bear and i'm like who didn't see that coming well a lot of it depends on its rearing you know if it's a wild bear that's been raised in the wild don't trust it but i know there's a lot of preserves that where they've had from they do and raise them. They but do. They're also very skilled in understanding right. to read the signs. And I wouldn't yet, say you just go grab a bear. And yet, even then, there's still accidents because at their at their very core, they're every wild now and then animals. a dog bites its owner. You right. gotta just That's true. animals but are those, animals. But those are wild animals. Dogs are domesticated. There's a little bit of a difference. But yes, you are right. There's still that wild part in that animal that can't be tamed, probably. And and I'm glad. And I like it when they release them back in the wild and they're able to go out mm-hmm. into the wild. I don't know how this turned into Steve Irwin and. Jack Hanna here. So, speaking on there, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we're going to flash the audience of the news, the weird and strange of bizarre. Computers are coming your way. Computers? For paying bills? Mothers, too. Bah, humbug. Wow. Let me try it. 
Where is that stuff? I can't find our vacation plans. Well, get organized, Dad, with a database management system. A data what? It's a computer program that helps you organize information, save it, and sort it so you can find what you want. All that? Sure. It's like a filing cabinet. I store a list of all my comic books, and the program even alphabetizes them for me. Tabby keeps track of all her tapes. Mom uses it to store her favorite recipes. And Stanley keeps a record of all the flowers he's planted and their scents. Not to mention our vacation plans. Maybe it can help me with a household budget. For tapes. For recipes. For flowers. And lots of other stuff, all on one disc. A database system is a great way to get organized. See you soon. Presenting the Clapper. Let your appliances turn on and off just by clapping. Clap on, clap off, clap on, clap off. The Clapper. If you want to win the game, you got to take a good aim and get the most marbles with your hippo. Playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos is the name of the game. And whosoever hippo gets the most marbles wins. Playing Hungry Hungry Hippos. Hungry Hungry Hippos. I win! Hungry Hungry Hippos from Hasbro. Uh. And now back to the guy who knows no limit on self-promotion. It's BK on the air. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the air here. <laughs> WBHF, the wonderful talk station in Cartersville. It's 100.3 FM, AM 1450. Now, uh, what era are you doing? Because I, I could know, argue early Back 80s early, wacky DJ or early late 70s. 70s. That I used to do in uh, Center, Alabama at WAGC. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> supposed to talk like this but on radio. But that's great. I love to talk that, like though. what? I like we got helium stuck I in thought, wrong places. I thought that was great, though. What? What's well, a lot better than having the guy on the air that goes, Hi, welcome to the show. This is the radio station that you're <laughs> listening to. Well, at least be <laughs> listenable. <laughs> I, okay, I know this is, these are the rabbit trails. I still can't get into the NPR style of delivery. It was like, well, that was kind of funny, wasn't it? No, it's it? uh, So we're going to talk about this exciting movie. It's uh, Avengers want, Endgame. They didn't want to excite you. We've got the uh, Russo brothers in studios with us right now. We're going to talk about how did you it's come like, up with? The, here's how they here's the, how they hired people at NPR. Like you're the you're the applicant, and I'm here at NPR. Okay. Hi, Alan. Welcome to uh, the NPR station. We're looking for somebody to be on the air. So, how long did you call golf games? Uh, I, I, I haven't, but I'm willing to give it a go. <laughs> See, that's who they hired. Were they all the sports guys it's who called like the golf it's like, game? It's you like know? you're on radio and you're intentionally trying not to wake up the person who you're talking <laughs> right. to. Oh, you know what? I was listening to your show this morning. You were talking to the guys across the pond uh-huh. in England with the 60 Minutes With, right? Mm-hmm. I have a sports question. <gasps> Believe it or not. I, wait, let me, let me disable the alarm. <laughs> Careful. You may get banned a, off your I own show. A, <laughs> I have a sports. Oh, sorry, I wasn't fast enough. I have a sports question. That alarm plays every time I talk about sports because I don't like sports and I don't talk about it. I don't hate it. It's just not my bag, baby. No, you've even but, said um, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, do it live. Right. But but if I do it, but if I do, I like the awkward sports. I I like to bowl. I like to play uh, volleyball. I like to play pool. I don't do football, baseball, basketball. I don't do all the mainstream ones. But let me ask you this. I remember you, you had him on the air this morning from England. They call soccer football, right? Correct. In England, what do they call football? American football. 
Oh, so they add the caveat at the beginning. They call it American American football. football. There's football, and then there's American. Well, football. their version of football is rugby. That's the no, rugby is rugby, <laughs> right? But I mean, but it, but it's the it's kind of is it sort of played like football, or do you, is it like well, soccer? it's played on a field with a ball that's oblong. But beyond that, you're beating the heck out you, of people but do without you touch it with pads. your hands in rugby. Yeah, you do. Okay, so it or is, you it's more like it. football than, than soccer is. It is much more like football okay. than soccer. And what's funny is their rugby is much tougher because they don't wear any protection. Do they? They don't wear any pillows. Like that comedian. Hey, you want to make say. American football more interesting? Is get rid of the shoulder pads, the helmets, and everything else. Play it like rugby in England. Well, there's a Europe. reason why m- <laughs> many of their rugby players don't last very long, or have teeth gone, kind of like in hockey. What most sports players find out is when they think another sport is easy, and they go try it, they go, "Oh, okay." Oh, uh, go back to that. Yeah. <laughs> like when people say soccer. <clears throat> well, how hard is soccer? I don't know. <clears throat> you try running full speed for ninety minutes. I tried minutes. to play soccer. I had to go to the hospital, <laughs> even in school. I couldn't handle it. Well, no, you thank you, thank you. You've answered my question. I had no idea what they call football in yep. in, in England. Yep, American Since football, football is soccer, and I guess okay. And they call uh, they call uh, fries chips, French fries. They call them chips. There and are they, a lot of words that they, you would think we're both speaking English, but I don't know what you're talking about. They don't go on vacation. They go on holiday. I'm like, wait, they do go on holiday. Christmas. They <laughs> they rent flats and they go up in lifts. Yeah, that's just very interesting. And you know what? They, they wear trainers. They don't they don't back the car out of the driveway. They reverse it out of the driveway. I've noticed they say that too. And every one of their cars has a boot. Yeah, they store things in the boot. In the boot, it's our trunk. So, I mean, it is this country where we all got our language from. Kind well, of. Well, we so. did like everything else. America takes pre-existing stuff, things so. and makes it better because we can throw hey, more money. Well, at when it. I took uh, French lessons in high school, which I totally forgot a lot of it, and it didn't stick with me. I've noticed how many uh, words were borrowed from the French, like cinema, le cinéma, uh, theater. Uh, a lot of things turned into English, but enough of that. We got to get to. Uh, we got to flash the audience to the news, the weird, the strange, and the bizarre. And I gave you the first one. I think didn't I give you the? First yeah, one you there? did. I have the first news. Don't you like how I mark each news flash with our initials and your A? If I'd only just put a circle around it, it would look like the symbol from uh, Avengers. Uh, not Avengers, but uh, I would take the, Avengers. The, um, Hugo Weaving wore the V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. Isn't that oh, an anarchy symbol? That's like in that? November. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's, <laughs> I was off by a few months. Sorry. <laughs> Not familiar with it. Sorry. Oh, I'm doing my uh, doing my Muttley laugh. Doesn't your wouldn't your A and your you know if I circled or whatever wouldn't it like the anarchy symbol that they write on there? Isn't that close? Or am I off? Well, base? it would be have to be a V versus an A, so oh, it's upside okay. I thought down. They put A for anarchy though. No, the, they put the V for vendetta. Why am I thinking of an A though? Is it Avengers? I'm thinking of. I, I mean, I know it's I, got an A. It, 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 what am I talking about? Why don't we just I, get to the? You news know what? Flashes? How about I get to this? <laughs> Why don't I make? Let's what remind I just everybody. Did, a news I've flash. got the first news. <laughs> The last news flash is BK did this today on Everyone the Everyone ignore ridiculous. the last five minutes. You're <laughs> not having I'll, a stroke. I'll edit it we out. are. I'll edit it out. A 12-year-old North Carolina boy who took a few extra classes in his spare time during the COVID-19 pandemic is now preparing to graduate high school and college in the same week. How is that even possible? Yes, and check out the age. Mike Wimmer, age 12 of Salisbury, will... Graduate Rowan Cabarrus Community College with an associate's degree on May 21st, and will also graduate Concord Acad- Academy High School with seven uh, just seven days later on May 28th. Wow. Wimmer has a 4.0 GPA at the college level and a 5.45 GPA in high school, earning him the role of his class valedictorian at age. 
12. And here I am to this day at 55 years old still having problems with long division. If I went and took I college, if I went and took high school classes at my age now, I still wouldn't be the they valedictorian. Would laugh you out of the class. Wimmer said he had some extra time during COVID-19 and discovered that if he added just a couple of extra classes, he could graduate from both schools at the same time. He ended up completing the equivalent of 2 years of high school and 2 years of community college classes in a single year. The 12-year-old said his lifelong interest in technology and robots led him to create his own startup reflect social which aims to simplify how smart home technology works how weird would that be having a kid like that and maybe you wanted to go back and take some classes as an adult to you know broaden your horizons and you're having trouble and you're like son can you help me with this problem sure dad (laughs) what's your problem with that math question look you got to at least. Hope you really if like. you're going to help me, you got to at least have man voice. We got to figure this out. You cannot do this at age 12. <laughs> no. But why? No, come on. Because lower your voice, son. Okay. <laughs> There's a problem. How about this, Dad? Now you just sound like the puppet. You no, know, I don't sound like Elmo. You kind of no, sound like Elmo. Right? Yeah, well, it's almost there. <laughs> hey, did I with the show? Alan, the sound <laughs> effect machine. He can do Elmo. No, the voices. You I just play do, with voices. Uh, you can do the transformer you know noise. I keep forgetting my wife has a client downstairs, and I'm walking around having all these different <laughs> monologues and voices. I'm just, and she texts me. She goes, "I have a client." Wait a minute. She has clients in the house. Hey, you, you didn't do the old uh, substitute song lyrics for the. I for the have. Dirty lyrics that you do sometimes. I have on occasion oh, forgotten. I hope they have a sense of humor. Oh, well. <laughs> I got the next news. My wife just turns up the volume downstairs. They're listening to the music and they're just playing it louder. And she explains it away by, that's our weird kid downstairs. My <laughs> husband's gone on vacation. He's not here. He's gone on holiday. <laughs> that's her special needs child that's upstairs. Right. A Virginia Girl Scout Council is offering a unique spin on contact-free cookie delivery Girl Scout cookies. I saw this today in the news. By having the boxes of Girl Scout cookies delivered by a drone. I watched on the news today. They had footage of this. Girl Scouts have entered the drone era. The Girl Scouts of Virginia Skyline Council met up with the Wing, a subsidiary of Google parent company Alphabet Incorporated, to offer drone delivery for Girl Scout cookies in Christiansburg. Customers can order their drone deliveries through the Wing app or website through the end of May. The company says it's committed to delivering at least 3,000 boxes of cookies but the number could increase based on demand. Need more drones or a more heavier drone to pick up heavier loads? The Girl Scouts of Virginia Skyline Council CEO Nikki Williams said the Girl Scouts will prepare the orders themselves and have the opportunity to learn about drone technology, but they do not pilot the unoccupied vehicles. That would make it more fun, wouldn't it? Come that on. is just so cool. Let them let them pilot the drones, too, to their cookie destination. It might be a disaster if we can there. We'll return after these messages. What rolls from pears, a boner and pears, rolls over your neighbor's dog. What's great for a snack and fits on your back? It's log, log, log. It's log, log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log, log. It's better than bad, it's good. Everyone wants a log. You're gonna love it long. Come on and get your log. Everyone needs Log from Blamo. When Christopher walked into class, uh there was no place to sit his ass. He raised an objection. Yeah, Christopher shouted some in. 
Okay, if you don't understand what he's talking about, he probably doesn't either. It's BK on the Air on AM 1450, FM 100.3, and online using the TuneIn Radio app. Hey, we're back. It's BK on the Air, as you just heard. I'm with Alan Sanders here. Wait a second. What are you doing the NPR thing? Having a good time. Stop it. Well, you got me stuck on NPR now. i got to talk like this. Alan, what did we... <laughs> it worked. Shweddy ball. Shweddy. S-C-H-W-E-D-D-Y. Well, you got another. I do have a news. Because we only got have two. several more to go. <laughs> so let's get another That's one. Okay. A British speed eater broke a Guinness World Record by drinking a Capri Sun beverage in 15.71 seconds. That's inhaling a Capri Sun. That honestly doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to do. Well, I'm going to get a Capri Sun next Saturday and see if you can do it. Leah Shutkever, a speed eater with more than 20 Guinness titles, including most chicken nuggets eaten in three minutes, wow. said one of the most challenging aspects of the Capri Sun record was mastering a technique for removing the straw. Oh, it's not just drinking. There's a catch. You have to remove the plastic straw from its plastic the, oh, sleeve. Oh, there's where the time takes Then you right have there. to actually insert it, and then you have to drink now it. Now you don't want to do it and find out how fast Because I was like, right? I could drink one in 15 <laughs> seconds if it was straw pre-inserted. Uh, Shetkever uh, finished with a time of 15.71 seconds, beating the record of 16.65 seconds, which was set by British man Declan Evans. Wow. And I had a Capri Sun at the Nostalgic Pod Blast a few weeks ago for the first time, or for the first time ever, because I, I could never, never make it make that sound in the commercials when you like put the straw. Was like, oh. is there a noise in the commercial? I can't they remember do. that. So there we go. We've got one That's for you. Cool. I got the next news. I got in a hurry there. Sorry. Oh. 
I did these like last minute. And I'm like, well, it was, it was missing the divider line. Uh, if you ever see the UPI in the parentheses, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And you saw that. Police in Germany said a bomb squad was summoned on a report of a grenade spotted by, spotted grenade! by a jogger. Latrine! Latrine! <laughs> spotted by a jogger in the woods. Chocolate moose. <laughs> but they arrived to find the object was uh, <clears throat> a, a sex toy. I didn't say no, wait any a minute. profanity. I didn't say no, wait a minute. What did the grenade look like? Was it like the old-fashioned well, German grenades let's on the handle? Checking this and see. The police like the baton? in Lower Bavaria said the bomb squad was called to a wooded area outside of the city of Passau near the Austrian border on a report <laughs> of a hand grenade in a plastic bag found by a jogger. <laughs> the bomb squad arrived on the, Look at that. that got to be a grenade. Well, it could be if it used improperly. The bomb squad arrived on the scene and discovered the grenade-shaped object was made of rubber so it obviously wasn't a grenade police said the bomb squad did an online search and confirmed the suspected explosive was a harmless little sex toy and did they do the search for that on the police computer because they get in trouble for that hey look we're looking at your search history here at the station oh no it was for a thing we found so no okay, swear I'm not to god anything bad. we were just no, confirming said the condition of the plastic bag indicated it had been out in the woods for some time before being discovered so in, in some people's hands, it could be a dangerous thing, but it's moving on. Well, it, it's supposed to be in some people's hands, I guess. <laughs> hey, oh, all right. <laughs> Go ahead and okay, get the last right. news. Hey, please, hurry. Let's move all on. right, an Idaho oh. man kept a hoe balanced. <laughs> I can't even. Stop it. You I already made, you made your hoe joke last this. show. You can't do it two right. weeks in a row. <laughs> hoe cake. Hoe's got to eat, too. So this guy did what? An Idaho man kept a hoe <laughs> Balanced what on kind? his nose. What kind of hoe? I'm going to guess a garden hoe. Garden hoe. Ho. Okay, good. Let's be Pacific. How did you get her to stay up that long? An Idaho man kept a garden hoe balanced on his nose for a while. It's better when you don't say garden. <laughs> for one hour and way. 41 minutes to reclaim. To reclaim. Someone stole it from him. A Guinness World Record he had previously set at 40 minutes. David Rush. <laughs> Give me back my hoe, you big dummy. My garden hoe. I got to do some planting. We've in the been backyard. working. Uh, David Rush, who was broke, who has broken more than I can't believe this. I can't figure out how to break one. David Rush, who has broken more than 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education, said he originally set the record for longest duration balancing an object on his nose in 2017 when he wow. balanced for 40 minutes, beating the then record of 30 minutes. Wow. Rush said the record was then beaten multiple times since 2017, and he decided to take on the most recent time of one hour and 30 minutes. He said the challenge for the record included the weight of the object, which Guinness required to be at least two and a half pounds causing the cartilage in his nose to deform, which was both painful oh, and a, threw off his center of too balance. That's big of a price to pay. I don't want to deform myself or hurt myself. No! A, a I'm, already, I'm already... A world record. ...deformed. I mean, I just don't... Well, not, wait a minute. I'm, I guess I'm You're different. short. Right. I'm... <laughs> Your height challenged. I am. I'm just. Hey, my dad would say your legs are the perfect length. They go from your butt right down to the floor. That's the way they all are. Well, I heard I don't touch. Unless you sit in a certain chair. Rush said he stood for the first hour and 37 minutes and dropped the hoe four minutes after sitting in a chair for a total time of one hour and 41 minutes. It's a long time to have a hoe on your head. I don't want to balance one on your nose. Yeah. That's Did you little, have to pay twice? That's kind of a that's kind of a, a, a trick, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Be kind of here. <laughs>
Rifleman. Starring Chuck Connors. The Rifleman. Great Western. That's one of those Westerns that I did watch. I, I watched a few Westerns growing up from Variety. I have this story. Johnny Crawford has died at age 75. He's known playing Chuck Connors' son in the ABC series The Rifleman from 1958 to 63. He was 75. And The Rifleman Crawford played Mark McCain, son of Civil War veteran Lucas McCain. He was nominated in the Best Supporting Actor, including Character, in a Dramatic Series category in the Primetime Emmys in 1959. Now, he was 13 at the time when that happened. In 2019, Crawford was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease before mm. he contracted COVID-19 and then pneumonia. He was in bad shape to begin with, so that wasn't good. Crawford was one of the 24 Mouseketeers in the first season of ABC's The Mickey Mouse Club. His early TV roles included the Lone Ranger, Cavalcade of America, and the Count of Monte Cristo. After the Rifleman, he also had roles in Rawhide, Hawaii Five-0, and the Big Valley. So he went on acting, you know, every now and then in a TV show that would come up. He was still working, which was good. The actor had intermittent appearances in film and television over the years, including Prince Ignatius in the series William Tell in 1987-88 series, and his last screen credit was The Marshal in 2019. So he was still working there right up until 2019. Crawford also had a music career, including a recording contract with Delphi Records. His song Cindy's Birthday was number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1962. Other tracks by him include Rumors, Your Nose is Gonna Grow, and the song Proud. So a little information about Johnny Crawford, who passed away at 75 this week. I heard that he still he still ran around to the um, convention circuits and, and signed autographs and met people and people who were big admirers of him on the rifleman would bring him pictures of the kid that he played for them to sign and it was good he was still active you know he was friends with the scott bayo from happy days really yeah they were i think they would talk to each other at conventions and i think i read on scott bayo's twitter page well, scott bayo's not as old he tweeted well i know but he's yeah. he's friends with him you know one way or the other and uh, he tweeted out no you can only be friends with nice, people your age alan <laughs> idiot what the matter with I you i have no idea why i said that well, I don't know. We we would have probably been friends if we were younger. Of course, I'd been driving you around everywhere, though. You know, if we were kids. Would you have hung out with five me? years? Well, maybe you would have. You're like, me. well, he likes Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll humor the kid. Come on, kid. I'll teach you everything I know. Here, smoke this cigar. <laughs> Must have hit pretty close to the mark, kid, to get her all riled That's up like right. that. So yeah, Johnny why do you want to kiss a girl? My my. <laughs> Well, you know, you may want to one day. Let me. My mom always loved Johnny Crawford on the Rifleman because she loved how he always called his dad Paul, but he would go, but Paul, but Paul, he would get so sad and just say the word Paul and make you just tug at your heartstrings. It was heartbreaking, but the Rifleman, I always loved the Rifleman. And you know, it's one of those shows back in the day when, remember when drama series like Dragnet and the Rifleman were 30 minutes long instead of an hour? That you'll never find another drama anymore. Now, sitcoms are 30 minutes long, usually mm -hmm. for the most part. But they were dramatic television series in the old days that were only 30 minutes long. Twilight Zone is considered right. really a drama. It's not a comedy. But uh, 30 minutes long, that's, that's weird. And they got a good story within 30 minutes and, and made it work. And, a, and it was a dramatic Western. Good Western. If you had to pick your favorite Western, what is one of your favorite Westerns that you love? Television you show Western? Yeah, TV show Western. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, it's crazy because a lot of them were already gone or in rerun. Or I, that you can best remember. I would that you say, I, would you count it as a Western? But the Wild Wild West. I would count it. I count it as a science sci-fi Western. It's, it was like a James Bond <laughs> right. Western. I love the it Wild was. Wild West. I would never miss it. I'd watch it every Saturday. It would come on in the afternoon. By the way, somebody's calling. Uh, we got to go to a break, but call back if you want to talk after the top of the hour. We don't have time to take a call right now. I'm sorry, but 
but we will take your call when we come back. And then when I saw this guy flying Baba Black Sheep Squadron, I'm like, wow, this is a great actor. He's he's got cool stuff on every show he's on. He went from Wild Wild West to Planes in World War II. It's BK on there. I would have to choose Gunsmoke. Is my favorite Western. What a great Western that show was. Radio show, then black and white, then went, went into color all the way up to 70s. Longest running Western, we found out how long it ran. Speaking on the air, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour. But when we come back, we'll have more, including a quiz later on for Alan today. And Ewan McGregor talks about Obi-Wan, too, and other things when we come back. It's BK on the air. If you like pizza made the real Italian way with bubbly cheese, tangy seasonings, pure ingredients, you'll say our pizza is the mosta. Try some now at the refreshment center. We're lost. My fault, but you... Help! Food? Yes, crunchy food. C-3PO's. New Kellogg's C-3PO's. Twin rings phased together for a crunchy new force at breakfast. Yeah, the force is with us. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Okay! Well, of course, how much? C-3PO's A New Force at Breakfast. Do you mind telling me what this is all about, mister? Welcome to Star Wars Extra, bringing you the latest from the Star Wars galaxy. I'm your host, Mike Mann. Situation's almost under control out there. How's it going in here? This week, the Clone Wars voice actor, Matt Lantner, gave fans of the series some surprising news. Lantner shocked the community by sharing that an animated Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker will be making his return to Star Wars. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Lantner, who is the voice of the animated Skywalker, stated that there's some new lucasfilm animation going on i've been a part of some things i can't talk about yet going on to say you'll see anakin again i never quite put anakin down whether i'm doing a video game or something new for lucasfilm animation the most obvious conclusion is that we'll see the return of skywalker in the bad batch animated series however neither lucasfilm or disney has commented on his future appearances i have no hand no hand at all i have no hand how do i get the hand also in skywalker news Marvel Comics' Darth Vader number 11 hit shelves this week, revealing the fate of Luke Skywalker's hand after it was famously severed in The Empire Strikes Back by his father. In the issue, the Dark Lord finds his master on Exegol and discovers many surprises. He finds a fleet of Final Order Star Destroyers under the temple, but not before he makes his way through a secret lair of Palpatine. On his way, Vader passes the failed clones in the bottles of Snoke's, along with a jar containing his son's hand. This implies that, indeed, there is a genetic connection between Snoke and the son of Skywalker, which opens many questions in itself. It also leads to the question, how did Palpatine acquire the hand? Fans will eagerly be awaiting Darth Vader number 12 for some possible answers. Darth Vader number 11 is currently available wherever comics are sold. We all want the hand. Hand is tough to get. And last up this week, Disney revealed new attractions for two of their premier Star Wars experiences. First in the new book released this week, Star Wars The Art of Galaxy's Edge, it was revealed that the upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Immersive Hotel will include its very own dinner show. What is known now is that guests will be able to choose how much involvement they have with the show, and also that there will be performers throughout the dinner theater. 
Whether the performers will be actual people or holograms has not been disclosed. Also announced is that the new Disney Cruise Liner, Wish, will feature its very own Star Wars cantina with the Hyperspace Lounge. The lounge will be yet another immersive experience as adult patrons will be shuttled around the Star Wars galaxy and visiting different locations. While at these locations, drinks will be served from the various spots. Wish is scheduled to set sail in 2022. That's all the time we have for now. Don't forget to visit us on the Star Wars Extra YouTube channel. Go ahead and give us a like and subscribe. Also, check out Star Wars Extra podcast streaming on Anchor and Spotify and many more to come. Tune back in next week for all the latest and greatest in Star Warsing. For Star Wars Extra, I'm Mike Mann. And now back to BK on the air. Thank you, Mike Mann, for that trip into the world of Star Wars and a long time ago into Galaxy Far, Far Away. Did you hear the, at, the, at the top of the hour at Fox News, they had a story about Taco Bell on May the 4th, which we know is May the 4th be with you. It's a Star Wars day or whatever. May the 4th, the moon... The phase of the moon, the moon will be a, a taco-shaped on May the 4th, so Taco Bell's giving away free tacos on May the 4th. That's kind of cool, man. I love really? That. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, uh, anyway, I can get some free food. Well, I mean, we work in radio. We take free food every time we you know get what? it. So. Every, our, our, our treat provider has started showing back up randomly. Isn't that great? And this COVID's kind of on its way. And I can tell you, I can tell when Mike Garcia works mornings versus afternoons now because we had a box of treats get dropped off. Really? Last week. Where are they? Uh, They're gone. Oh, great. Okay. I knew knew they were gone the next morning. Because it's radio people. We're starving. You know, it ain't the salary that's feeding us. That's right. (laughs) We need loyal listeners. Not the ears, honey. It's the mileage. (laughs) Send send pizza. Um, I I have a Star Wars story here that he did not have on the uh, Star Wars Extra here from ScreenCrush.com. I don't know whether you heard this or not, but it's very interesting. Very interesting. Ewan McGregor says Obi-Wan series will feel, quote, more real than the prequels. Listen to what he means by that. You probably figured out if you think about it. Star Wars actor Ewan McGregor is confident that effects. his upcoming Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi, will redeem the characters and world-building setup by the prequel film series. The word redeem there is very interestingly used. In an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, McGregor stated that Obi-Wan Kenobi will feel so much more real than the prequels he acted in many years ago. Quote, I'm really excited about it, maybe more so than the first one, because I'm older, I just turned 50, and I'm just um, in a much better place, he said. McGregor's performance in the prequel trilogy was actually considered to be one of its strengths, which you and I will agree with. Yes. Without Obi-Wan, the prequels would have been even more unwatchable, I think. Uh, McGregor recalled his frustration at director George Lucas's heavy use of blue and green screens during the filming of episodes one, two, and three. He said George Lucas wanted more and more control over what we see in the background. After three or four months of being surrounded by green screens and special effects, it just gets really tedious, especially when the scenes are, he explained, I don't want to be rude. But it's not Shakespeare. Come on. But that was one of the problems I had with the prequels is it tried to be more Shakespeare. They tried to – the fun the, – there was no Han Solo character in the in the prequels to kind of someone we can identify with. Because when I watch Star Wars, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'd be like Han Solo in this. He's just a regular guy running around, finding interacting with all these fascinating things that he kind of didn't believe in or whatever. But I think they took themselves way too seriously the first – Outside of – One, two, three. Ewan McGregor. Playing Obi Wan and Ian McDiarmid playing the uh, Emperor, Emperor, yeah. which you know, but we don't know. Well, you know that, well, know that, we but knew if you it, didn't yeah. know that, those were the only two that delivered performances. That 
I yeah, mean, even Liam Neeson you couldn't stand. No. You couldn't, even, and Liam Neeson's a fine actor. Even the creation of the, the C-3PO character felt right. forced every time. It just, they added... They added things R2-D2 was doing that he right. never did technically like, later in the Star R2 Wars universe. was a trapeze artist, and we didn't know that. So uh, yeah. like, it's just uh. It continues here. The prequels were criticized for their extensive use of visual effects, something that will be addressed when production begins on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Quote, they project the virtual backgrounds onto this massive LED screen. So if you're in a desert, you're standing in the middle of a desert. If you're in snow, you're surrounded by snow. And if you're in a cockpit of a starfighter, you're in space. So it's going to feel so much more real, unquote, this says. This is all good news for Star Wars fans who are ready for the franchise to remedy its rocky prequel trilogy past. Well, you know, the Mandalorians kind of help us, you know, enjoy Star say, Wars again. Because, I mean, there's great. nothing wrong with CG and special effects. The no. Mandalorian shows us, but there's a right, right way to do it. Obi-Wan Kenobi arrives on Disney+. Plus. From a galaxy far, far away in 2022. So it's just next, next year, year, which will be right around the bend with hey, us. Hey, it's already May 1st. Hey, when we get older, it goes by in a blink of an eye. Stop. It? Especially it's when you going have kids. Faster. Especially when you have kids. Slow down. <laughs> Stop the world. I want to get off. So I'm looking forward to that show along with anything else and the new season of The Mandalorian. So hey, let's get Loki in first. Obi-Wan Kenobi. we got a lot to look forward to coming up, don't we? Speaking on there, we'll be back with more. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back. Another happy landing. Uh, uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, had a slight weapons malfunction, but, uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Give it up! Podcast Magazine presents The Hot 50 Countdown. Hi, it's Rob Actis, host of the Podcast Magazine Hot 50 Countdown. Join me as I count them down from 50 to number one, the top 50 podcasts in the land as determined by you, the podcast fans. From true crime, society and culture, self-help, health and fitness, science, and every podcast category in between. The Hot 50 Countdown is here. And don't forget to vote for BK on the Air as one of your favorite podcasts at podcastmagazine.com. okay if you don't understand what he's talking about he probably doesn't either it's bk on the air on am 1450 fm 100.3 and online using the tune in radio app yeah good little adams family why am i playing the uh why am I playing the Adams Family theme? Well, I'll tell you right now. Got this story from MeTV. The Adams Family is coming to MeTV beginning in May, which today is May 1st, but I've got more details for you as we get into the story here. Da 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 da. You just heard it. They're creepy and they're kooky. That's right. The Adams Family that defined Uki is now part of the MeTV family. You and your family can watch the Adams Family, if you're a lot like them or maybe not, weeknights at 6 p.m. 5 Central, beginning Monday, May the 3rd, just two days from now. Join Gomez, Morticia, Wednesday, Pugsley, Uncle Fester, Lurch, Cousin It, and Grandmama. By the way, we just uh, we just had Cousin It pass away. Felix Silla passed mm. away last week. We talked about it. The Adams Family originally aired for two seasons from 1964 to 1966, but its gothic humor influenced generations of fans, and it's based on the macabre cartoons of illustrator Charles Adams, many of which ran in The New Yorker. The family, uh, the Adams family, was part of a wave of fantasy 
series into the 60s uh, that they had. No wonder that it stars John Aston and Carolyn Jones later popped up as Batman villains. Did you know that John Aston for a while? Two played, episodes. Yeah, he played the Riddler. The Riddler. Batman for a couple of times. And he was okay as the Riddler, but I just loved Frank Gorshin was my favorite. He was my favorite Batman Riddler on the TV show. Frank Gorshin as the Riddler was fantastic. He was just the best one on there. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun fact. The characters did not have names until the television series. They never had names in the comic strip. Adam's family or whatever. They never had names. I didn't know that. That's what it says here in the article. we got to trust them. Right? You've, you've got me gobsmacked. Oh, got you what? <laughs> I never knew that. You gobsmacked. How come I'm not hearing you in my headphones? I don't know. Oh, there you are. No, sorry. Did you not have me on? I didn't have you in the headphones. Over the years, the Adam's... Clan never strayed far from the spotlight. In the 70s, an animated cartoon, I remember this one, and a reunion movie, a 1977 Halloween special, proved the Adams were as popular as ever. Of course, two decades later, a fresh cast revived the franchise with a series of hit films. The irresistible theme music by Vic Mizzy remains one of the most well-known TV ditties. Hey, mm-hmm. the movie, the first one especially, which is the best one, I think, uh, Christopher Lloyd as Fester was fantastic. Actually, everybody I, they, they're was all good, but Christopher Lord really <laughs> embraced that that character. Uncle well, Christina Fester, Ricci really as Wednesday. Yeah, they were all, all great. Mm. And um, Raul Julia, another actor that was taken Raul to us way too Julia early. So he was, good as he was just Gomez. Really good, um, and the fact that you got Angelica Houston to play oh, Tish. Everybody was great. Tisha. On MeTV, you can revisit the original classic Monday through Friday, beginning in May, May third. Need a hand? We have the thing for you. Click <laughs> it. You can see it on there. Well, the cool thing was when they redid the movies, that was as the digital technology was getting to the point, they used a real hand running outside of the box. That's the one thing they did in the film that I thought destroyed the mystique of of Thing. Because in the old old show, he was just a hand coming out of a box. He had no idea what was in that box. Was was it a cavernous Doctor Who thing where there was a giant thing down there, whatever, where time and space were were not uh, going by the same laws? But once he got out and just started running around as a hand, it was a cool effect, but it kind of destroyed the mystery. I don't know why I thought that when I saw it. The only complaint I had about that show. I could see where you could make that argument. You say, yeah, was it a big creature under there, or was it only an arm existing in that box, but it could move around the house? They didn't ruin the movie for me. Did it have a whole series of pipes like the old bank things that would right. take or your... was it like the Doctor Who TARDIS where it's just a police box but you go in and it's gigantic on the mm-hmm. inside you know you never know yeah and I maybe, was always Monsters guy I like the Monsters better thing was this giant long-armed multi-armed monster and each one of the arms was a separate hand you mean a long multi-armed thing Yes, he was. It was a thing. Now, which one? Maybe were, John Carpenter would make a movie which about camp, him. Which camp did you come down in? Were you more Adams Family or Monsters on Adam's television? Family. See, I was more Monsters. Love the Adams a Family. Different kind of comedy, and Still they were anybody the that Adams says family. they were just alike are wrong. They right. were very different shows. Believe it or not, I said I was going to do this, and I'm going to do it right now since we got back from the break. Here, I have an extra news flash story, which is very weird, and I don't know if you heard about this, but this it's such a such an odd and freakish thing to happen that I still want to talk about it because it's so weird. This is from Associated Press. A 29-year-old woman was killed, apparently, by a suicide jumper in California. Now, if it's your time to go, I guess it's your time to go. Listen to this. A woman was killed when apparently a suicidal man jumped off a parking structure and landed on her in downtown San Diego, police said. The woman was walking with a man in the East Village neighborhood last Sunday evening when she was hit, said Police Sergeant Dave Yu. She died at the scene. The man who uh, jumped was taken to the hospital where he died, you said. He was not identified. The woman's companion was uninjured, according to KTLA. 
in uh, San Diego. The station identified the victims as 29-year-old Taylor Cayley, who was originally from San Diego and the graduate of San Diego State University. She was just shy of 30 years old, a milestone birthday she had planned to celebrate uh, by going to a wine tasting, they report. She spent the last year living with her father during COVID-19 pandemic, and the two were very close, according to the report. So, again, someone, uh, the, the person who reported this originally said, if it's your time to go, that's it. There's nothing you can do about it. It's your that's, time to go. It's just so such a sad Being story. hit by a suicide jumper. Because who's going to bother to look up? It's just terrible. I mean, it's, I see that, and it's just, uh, it's just heartbreaking. Here's another weird story. Let me tell you about this one, because not a lot of people are going to like to hear about this, which is funny. Oh, 770-386-1450 is our number. Somebody's calling on the line right now. I think I know who this is. Hey, Jeff, what's going on? Well, my cue, I like the monsters myself. You like the monsters? Yeah, you come out on the monsters. They're both. They were both great shows, but they were two just kind of different kind of shows. And I, I think I identified more with the monsters, or just liked them a little bit better. But they're both great shows. Yeah. Well, Herman got me with his laugh. That <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he was Fred Gwynn was. Uh, he hated that role later. I understood, but uh, but he really made that role. Did you see? Remember the episode of the monsters where uh, one of grandpa's. I did. One of the grandpa's uh, spells or potions went wrong on Herman, and he turned him into an exactly perfect-looking guy, and it was just Fred Gwynn playing him, and they're all horrified by how he looked. <laughs> he just looked normal. Yeah. That was so. And and Patty yeah. Priest, the the girl, um, their niece or whatever she played, she was beautiful, but they thought oh, she's so homely and ugly looking. But she Poor was girl. beautiful to us, though. <laughs> I thought that was. It's in the eye of the beholder, isn't it? Yeah. He was gorgeous. You know, Al Lewis and uh, and uh, Fred Gwynn were playing before in that uh, show, Car 54, Where Are You? Remember that? Yeah, I remember that one, too. <laughs> it just means we're old, right? We're seasoned. I'm going to start saying seasoned instead of old. Does that work? I prefer it. I'm an old. <laughs> You're just going to do it. I'm an old, right. old poop. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Always good to hear from you. Bye. So uh, he's just going to keep saying old. <laughs> I like hey, seasoned citizens. He's better. embraced I like it. That. I refuse to. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. But like like a quote, I'll paraphrase it. I think I'll, someone needs to, where's the defibrillator? I think I'm having I'll, heart problems. I'll paraphrase a quote from Dr. Seuss that Mrs. BK always loves to tell me. She goes, don't, don't be sad because it happened. Smile because it did happen. I'm like, yes, that's very true. That's how I try to get by now and think about it. Every time I see my nephew, who I remember him, I always think of him as a little But bundle. what if it's when your, your don't septic question, tank no, don't back, question it. backs don't up? Don't question it. If you start questioning it, you'll you'll lose it. I'm so <laughs> happy. Do I've got sewage in my downstairs mean, bathroom. It doesn't mean that's that. That's just awesome. It doesn't mean that. You had to go down the sewage route. <laughs> Why well, do you mean, always do that? I mean, when you, when you have a... A blatant go, comment like that. Go, and I have never had a sewage problem, thank goodness. We just had ours pumped out again uh, not too long ago, and it was almost full, which is it's doing its job. So uh, I do the Ridex thing about every couple months. I'll pour that Ridex down the toilet, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. You let it go down. It's supposed to help eat up the whatever's it's in there. Supposed to. It's I guess maybe me doing that made 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 us okay. I don't. You know, know what made us okay? Having four kids move out. <laughs> you had a bad sewage problem before, didn't you? Well, part of it. They just took like twenty five minute showers apiece. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. And what is it with showers and people, you know, and, and I had to teach the the teen, the last teen that was our house that I came right in on the end of, that he, and I don't know if you do this or not, maybe, I, maybe I'm wrong, but don't use one towel and throw it in the, in the, uh, in the hamper. No, you can you have dry a off hook? with a towel for a few days. You're clean. Come on. Yeah. You're clean. You're drying you're off using a clean is, body. What's you don't have, it's, it's not dirty. <laughs> But he would. I'm like, I'll use the same shower towel for probably yeah. two weeks before the wife does the laundry. I go, I go into the, the I go into the the laundry closet and I'd go, 
What are all these towels doing in here? There's only three people living here. No. I, uh, I found one towel can last. Actually, I don't know how long I'd make it last. I'd probably go a lot longer if I didn't have a significant other who was like, time to do the towels. And hey, teenagers and kids, don't roll like 110 pieces of toilet paper to do your business while you're sitting there. It only it doesn't take a lot. Don't use no. just one don't use just one square, but use don't don't use the half the roll for one session. No. That's it, crazy. If you need that much, you should go to the doctor. You got a different problem. You know, you know, <laughs> you're gonna have a plumbing problem. You've got something if you're else. Not careful you got something else malfunctioning. Um, and you know what? You know when teenagers usually realize that and, and get to that point, saying when they have to much, buy it, when they're out on their own, they're like, "Wait a minute." My I kids have turned to the most frugal paper. I go over there and like, um, you have to request toilet paper. Like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> not that bad, but almost. Right, yeah. So that's when they finally learned, wait a minute, I need to watch this. And they take he, he would take gobs of shower gel and shampoo and put it in his head. I'm like, it does not take that much. My girls learn that about conditioner. I'm like, why do I need to buy conditioner? I just bought it last week. You don't know what it's like. When did this turn into old fart parent talk all of a sudden? I'm sorry. Well, but, uh, we're going to talk about it. You brought up 40 I know. years. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm such a I am one. I'm sorry. I need to do that. But uh, it's just part of the show. It's nostalgia. Well, part of the we show. should probably Retro. take a Me TV quiz. Part of the show. Yeah, we will. We'll come back. Might as well. We'll, we'll do that for you. You'll like it. It's big hand there. Play to win You never lose When seven ups the one you choose It's a natural kind of taste Nothing else comes near Seven up cools your thirst Seven up the difference is clear It does what only it can do Nothing else comes near it's a clean, refreshing taste. Seven up, the difference is clear. Seven up cools you. Seven up suits you. Seven up, the difference is clear. not too young to fry. <laughs> life is real, life is earnest. If you're cold, turn up the furnace. <laughs> I, I thank you. Yeah. 
Hey, it's B. Karen there. I want to remind you of Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. Our buddies here in Cartersville, they offer maintenance and repair on all bicycles, as well as parts, accessories, and, of course, new bikes. Whether you're a veteran rider or just starting out, I'm a little in between. Cartersville Bicycle has just what you need to get out and enjoy the roads and trails of Northwest Georgia or anywhere you want to ride a bike. Stop in and see the shop. They're there waiting for you. They want to say hi, and if you just want to go by and look and not buy anything, you can do that, but they would prefer you to buy something or bring your bike to repair. They're located on the corner of West Avenue and South Tennessee Street and are open every day, seven days a week, from 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Call them at 470-315-BIKE. That's 470-315-2453, or just search Cartersville Bicycle on Facebook. That's Cartersville Bicycle Service and Supply. Let's get to a little on this day in history here with BK on the air. Today is the first day. Of, can you believe it's the first day of May? Love it. It's May 1st, and it's a beautiful first day of May. And we got the duck. The duck, Derby Duck, is walking outside of WBHF. Quacky. Hey, Quacky. Hey, great, He's waving great at folks. us. Or is it uh, she? Or is it it? Or knows? Z? It's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> duck. Just say Z, quacky. she, it, they, them, us, oh, you. We don't want ducks starting to identify their gender. Come on, we don't need to do that. So, uh, in 1930, on this day in history, the <laughs> some plant- ways they're smarter than us. Then, <laughs> well, all you got to do is look. If you're a vet, you either lay, you you either lay eggs or you do not see, lay eggs. See what it is. On this day in history, May the first in 1930, the planet Pluto is officially named by an 11 year old Venetia Burley. I did not know that at all. Number it reminds one, I didn't me know, of Mickey's dog. I didn't know that they named it Pluto, and I didn't know it was named by an 11-year-old. Isn't that cool? On this day in history, 1939, The Dark Knight, Batman, first appears in Detective Comics number 27 mm. on this day in history. And the world of comics was never A very important day. Yeah, and everybody goes, uh, Batman Comics number one. No, he was in Detective Comics number 27. That's where he started. Didn't a lot, a of, these lot of our heroes start in these started anthology another book. kind Superman of Superman was in Action Comics. Uh, uh, Captain America was in Tales of Suspense, or in the old days before Marvel. Yeah, weren't there like books called like comics. Amazing Stories yeah. and Weird Tales? They all started in, uh, in, in those things. Come see the Incredible Stretching Man in Weird Tales. Stre- well, that would either be Mr. Fantastic or uh, Plastic Man or Elongated Man. There's three different guys that can stretch I've like never that. been called Elongated Man. <laughs> you haven't? Okay, well, you're not a never. superhero. You're not no, a superhero. Not. So, yeah. I've no. been called Mr. Fantastic, though. For uh, by Mrs. B. I get called we something. In, we won't get into that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like any of those. <laughs> Tell are me close. off here what you're called. 1947 on this day in history, May the first, radar from commercial and private planes was first demonstrated in 1947. Oh, look at this. 1952 on this day in history, on May the first, 1952, Mr. Potato Head was introduced on this day. On May the 1st, and he's still around, thank goodness, at least for now. 1971, on this day in history, the Rolling Stones released Brown Sugar. On this day in history, I don't want to try to sing it. May 1st, 1982, the 1982 World's Fair in Knoxville, Tennessee opens. I remember all the ads in the comic books for the World's Fair in Knoxville up there, and that little ball uh, structure that they'd, they'd built, you always saw it in the distance. It's still up there, I think. 1999, the animated series SpongeBob SquarePants de- debuts on Nickelodeon on this day in history. I was a SpongeBob fan. I thought it was a funny cartoon. 
I still kind of enjoy watching SpongeBob. <laughs> it was that show like the Muppets. There was two shows going on yep. at the same time, and you got some. Some of the jokes are like, okay, that's kind of an adult joke. I don't know if the like, kids. I got don't that. think my kid gets that. Uh, but that was funny. I do. Ren and Stippy was funny, and you know what? Rocco's Modern Life was funny. Did you ever see that one about the no. Wallaby? No, it, it was a funny cartoon too. Let me. Can I compare Mrs. BK to a character on SpongeBob? Sure. Remember the squirrel? Is, is she a squirrel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do not wake. Sandy. Do not wake Stacy up out of a sleep unless she's ready to get up because she turns into Sandy Squirrel she'll kill SpongeBob. you she'll take a she life did. she'll be the first one to tell me too she, she admits it the year 2000 on May the 1st Gladiator directed by Ridley Scott and starring Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix premiered in theaters on this day I liked Gladiator it was Great one of those movie. rare later Ridley Scott films that I actually liked and I, th- I still watch it from time and to time. Joaquin Phoenix what a great oh, bad guy he's fantastic in it he's great and it wasn't uh who played uh, Caesar, the older character in it? Who was it? Was it was a Richard, Richard Harris. Harris. Okay, that's right. And wasn't uh, who else was in it? Um, another guy. Well, there were a lot away. of people in um, it. I can't remember his name, but somebody else was in it too. Number twenty fifteen. Se- several Shakespearean actors. Yes, twenty fifteen. Uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, which, debuted on this have you day. gone back and Make rewatched it since since WandaVision? I have, yes, I have. Isn't it a much again, better movie? And things improve with age with Marvel. It's like fine wine. <laughs> it's fine Marvel wine. Birthdays today. Ray Parker Jr., rock guitarist bum, and vocalist. Bum, bum, bum. What? Ghostbusters. Yes, he did Ghostbusters. So he also sung a song called <laughs> I'm in Love with the Other Woman. He had a lot of hits. Today, another music birthday today. Rita Coolidge, American Grammy Award singer and songwriter. It's her birthday today. Remember her hit nope. song? She remade, she remade a Jackie uh, Jackie Wilson song. Remember that song by him? Your love is lifting yep. me high. Well, she yep. remade it into a 70s song. And made it slower, oh. like a ballad, higher and higher. She did a James Bond song. She did All Time High, the Never Say Never Again. Oh, that's a great song. James Bond song, which is played on the radio. Number one on the Billboard chart today, 1981, 40 years ago, was Morning Train 9 to 5 by Sheena Easton. Sheena Let's Easton. take a moment and think of Sheena Easton in our minds. I just Let's want to see a, her bang on the Let's drums. Get, you want to see her what? <laughs> The drums. Okay. Get a picture of Sheena Easton. Mm. Yeah. Morning train, 9 to 5, 40 years ago. Drum all day. By the way, 1981 is when uh, For Your Eyes Only came out, and they let her do the song for the Bond film, For Your Eyes Only. And you remember Another how the good girls one. were in the Bond's title sequences, and they had to move and things like that? Well, that's the only one where you see the girl singing the song in the title sequence is her. She's in the title sequence singing For Your Eyes Only. And she said Maurice Bender, the guy that was responsible for di- designing all those cool Bond montage title sequences she goes when i was singing on camera and the, the camera is going to uh only for you when she's singing the song it's going to go into my lips and just and just zoom right into my face she goes they had to lock my head with a piece of board and a vice behind it you can't see it on film but they had to lock my head and neck where i could not move a millimeter for that shot and they did she was the most uncomfortable thing in the world to do but the, they did it for her to get that what's shot what's the guy's name that did the title sequences Morris Bender. So I, I love this guy. I love For most going, of the Bond films, yes. He I like him watching. He's like, I've got an idea. <laughs> right. And this is going to be very artsy. I would sure. never ask this any other reason but for the art behind it. I need several really thin, athletic, naked women to jump on trampolines for me. Right. And then they'll be just in silhouette. Don't worry about it. We'll, and we'll keep guy. it tasteful. Yeah. We'll I mean, because tasteful. I'm an artist. And uh, they, he got him. I want to work. On, I want to work with that guy. It I worked. want to figure out what his pitch was. That that's that that worked. Alan, you are now the assistant to Maurice Bender for the Bond films. You're like, yes, score, <laughs> great. <laughs> like, I got a golden ticket. I don't care if I have to go get coffee. Whatever you want me to do, Mr. Bender, I'll do it. <laughs> I got a golden. And you're gonna pay me. <laughs> 
I don't need any money. I'll do it for free. Are don't you worry kidding about it. me? Yeah. And there's a whole different thing. We could talk one day about James Bond title sequences. Which ones were your favorite ones? We'll get into that. Maybe we'll get into that when No Time to Die finally gets around. Gets around to opening later this year. Today is National Something Day, and it is National Loyalty Day today. That's something I value in friendship. I think it's also loyalty. National Maroon T-shirt Day. Is it? Well, at least for us. Yeah, you and I are dressed almost the same. What color is your underwear today? Gray. Uh, Mine's blue, so. That's because I I washed it with the wrong thing. I didn't send you the right. Was it blue before? No, no, no. (laughs) Okay. No, it's gray. It's like, Alan's like, I don't buy white underwear anymore. Why? No, I don't want to talk about it. The... (laughs) Today's May Day, too, by the way. No, May Day. it's like it's the Deadpool line. There's another. Why do I wear this red suit so you can't see <laughs> you me bleed? Can't see me. This guy's got the right idea. He's got the brown pants. <laughs> hey, here's another Bond reference. Today is May Day. That was Grace Jones's name in A View to a Kill. Yep. May Day. May Day ushers in a traditional celebration of flowers in spring. In many ancient calendars, May 1st welcomed the first day of summer. It was traditionally the first day of summer was May Day. It's also the thing I repeat multiple times when I realize I've st- opened my mouth in front of my wife and said the wrong thing. And you said, Mayday! What? Mayday! I'm going you, down. You should just put that on a loop. Yeah. And have it Constantly. as a sound bite. Or I'm in constant say. crash mode. Uh, today is also National Mother Goose Day. Aww. That is until the wake generation finds out something she did bad and they try to ban her. You're so old you called Dude. it the wake generation <laughs> rather than the woke. Oh, woke, sorry. I'm going to start it. You know calling what? Why do we call it wake? I'm going to call them the unconscious. Look at all these wakes. We're not wakes, man. We're woke. They're the unconscious. The people. fact that you want to correct me shows everything wrong with you. Right. Yeah, I'll call them a lot more than that. You wakes. We'll have that story about the new venomous species of tarantula when we come back. And your car's value could depend on its color. I can't believe this. I have what, a quiz. What's the number one color? And we'll do that, too. Stand by. We've got, we got to cover up. Want to taste something rich? Nestle's new $100,000 bar. Oh, wow! Tastes like a hundred thou. Hey, Joe! Tastes like a lot of dough. Get back! Tastes like a hundred thousand snacks. Nestle $100,000 bar. If you're looking for a really rich-tasting candy bar, try Nestle's new $100,000 bar. Explosively crunchy crispies, lots of luscious, chewy caramel, all covered in mouth-watering chocolate for a taste as rich as its name. Come on, give it a bite. Hey, Swell, love that chewy caramel. All right, there's lots of crunch in every bite. Look out! The $100,000 bar so rich you want to shout. Nestle $100,000 bar. Man, it's the best candy bar I ever had in my whole mouth. What's so special about an Oreo cookie? It's a creamy, licking chocolate sensation. Oh, R-E-O. It's a creamy, licking chocolate sensation. There's only one Oreo cookie. Creamy, luscious inside, real chocolate cookies outside. It's a creamy, licking chocolate sensation. Oh, R-E-O. Oreo cookies from Nabisco. America's cookie jar. <laughs> Many of our contestants are chosen from the studio audience, so if you'd like to be one, write us and close the self-addressed stamped envelope and mail to tickets. Match Game 73, CBS Television City, 7800 Beverly Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90036. It's quiz time from MeTV and Alan Sanders. Can you guess? Here's what this quiz is about. Can you guess 
if this is a TV show or its movie version based on the year it came out. I'm going to give you – the remakes and reboots seem to be happening more and more than ever. Hollywood has been recycling things ever since they had first silent films. When television came along, it provided even more opportunities to redo certain stories. Sometimes shows proved so popular they crossed over into film, believe it okay. or not. So uh, here's a selection of titles that were both TV shows and movies. Each one is paired with the date that it came out. That's what we're doing here. Using that alone, can you guess whether each one refers to the movie or the TV show? I think you'll do better than this than you think. Number one, In the Heat of the Night, uh-huh. 1967. That would be the movie. You say that would be the movie? It would be correct, sir. There's your first number one. I knew it was a movie before it was a series, and it was filmed in Georgia. Downhill from here. The series. Number two, The Flintstones, Uh 1960. That would have to be the cartoon, the TV show. The TV show, you're correct. Number three, Dragnet. 1987. Oh, that would be the movie. Be the movie. That's correct. I didn't like the movie too much, even though Harry Morgan was it in it. It could have been better. Could have been better, but something was wrong with it. It was had moments. Uh, the Fugitive, 1993. <laughs> That's going to be the movie. <laughs> Edison Ford. Stop, stop your laughing. Actually, a great action movie for its day. Stop your happy laughing, because here's where it all ends right here. Number five, The Invisible Man, 1958. Was that the movie year or the TV show when it started? It wasn't a very long-lived television show. Can I, can I tell you something? Tell me something. I had no idea it was a TV it was. show. It was a TV show at one point. I don't think it was very successful. What year? The, the year they give is 1958 for The Invisible Man. Oh, now I'm trying to remember when they made the movie. Right, because remember, it was uh, Universal. I'm going to say movie. No, 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 TV show, TV show, TV show. TV show? Good thing you changed it. Yeah, because the movie came out. Because in my head, I was answering that the TV show came out after the movie. Claude Rains. It was an original Universal. Claude Rains, right. Fantastic one, too, by the way. The Beverly Hillbillies, 1962. That'd be the TV show. Go ahead and check TV show. I know which one's going to go. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 1992. Here's one that you may have to think about. I believe that's when the TV show came out. It came out first. TV show. TV show. You're incorrect. That's the movie. That's the first one you've missed. You've been on a roll. Really? Yeah. Really? Uh, and you t- knew that? It was the movie. It was, you uh, never watched Buffy. Christy though. Swanson, the movie. I saw the film, but I never saw the TV show. Who was it in the show? It was uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle right? Gellar. Yeah. Uh, 12 O'Clock High. The movie came out when then? Because 1992. It was after that. Maybe a year or two after that. 12 O'Clock High. 12 O'Clock High. Yeah, 1964, 12 O'Clock High. The Obviously show about world wars and pilots and fighter planes or whatnot. I'm going to say that's the... I think. TV show. TV show. You are correct. Good guess. Gregory Peck was in the movie. The movie's really good. The, the movie came out in 49. There's a big stretch there. Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. Planet of the Apes was a TV show, and it was a very well-done television show. 1974, Planet of the Apes. There's your movie. year. Movie. No. Planet of the Apes was 19, I think, 69, the movie was. Oh, was it? Or 70. And the TV show was 74, after all the movies had come out. Uh, mm. Highlander, Highlander, 1986. Remember, that's Highlander the, was a series. That's too. the movie. It's got to be the is movie. Is that the movie year, you yeah. say? Yes. You are correct, sir. Good yes. job. And there's only one Highlander movie, by the way. Yeah, there is only one. There can be only one. Uh, MASH, 1972. Oh, there's a hard one. Oh, wow. 1972. Did the movie premiere in 72 or did the TV show premiere in 1972? The movie. The movie. You are wrong. The movie came out in 1970. 
So that was a pretty close one there. That was hard. Are you kidding me? So I'm MASH was, oh my God. Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, the submarine movie, I, the Irwin Allen submarine movie. 1961, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. There's your year. Movie or TV show date? TV show. TV show. You are incorrect. Uh, the show came out in 1964. I've just given up. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good show, too. Uh, you got a few more to go here. The Odd Couple. Okay. 1970. The Odd Couple, 1970. That should be the TV show. It should be the TV show. And you are right. I love how you're looking at it going, here I go. What is it? It's going to be right. The Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, Ooh, 1974 love- is your year. Great show. I had no idea it was a movie. Yep. Movie first. Grizzly Adams, 1974 is the year. Which is it? Maybe I remember watching date. it when I was a kid in the seventies, live on yeah. TV. But did it start in seventy four? Was it? Did it start late seventies? And the movie was. Me? Are you just? I'm going to say thinking, movie. You're just thinking out loud. Movie, and you're right. The show premiered in seventy seven. <sighs> a little bit later. I felt like I had my kid dangling over lava. On they that call one. him Flipper. Flipper the dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen sixty four. Flipper. I'm starting to hate these. <laughs> movie or TV show? Flipper. I love uh, Flipper, TV by show. The way. TV show. Sixty four. Correct. Movie came out in '63, right before that. Uh, here we go. You got 11 out of 15. It says you deserve a hand. Great job. I well, we'll four? give you the thing from the Adams family. I thought I missed three. Oh well. I <laughs> no, still don't don't question it. Just take it. I'm okay. Hurt I'm my okay. You're hurt okay. myself. I feel You're like okay. I feel like I need to. I don't know. I do be punished way, or something. I hope she's not listening, but I got to squeeze in this uh, this story right here from Fox Thirty Five Orlando and Fox Five Atlanta. New venomous species of tarantula-like spider discovered in South Florida in 2012 has been identified as a new species of medium-sized trap door spider, the freakiest ones ever that build a door. Those are freaky. Uh, could you imagine if they were our size? Oh wow, with those trap doors. That, that's what we called high school, and people would just drag you into the, the bathroom. That's <laughs> right. Poor, oh no, you're No, no. Oh, where'd he go? Pine Rockland trapdoor spider. That's what they're calling it. The Umidia richmond. That's the Latin term they've discovered for it or made for it. Was found by a zookeeper in Zoo Miami who was checking reptile traps in the endangered pine Rockland forest surrounding the zoo. Another spider located around two years later was sent out to experts for an evaluation. It was confirmed as previously described by a species by Dr. Rebecca Goodwin of Piedmont College of Georgia. Quote, the fact that a new species like this could be found in a fragment of endangered forest in the middle of the city underscores the importance of preserving these ecosystems before we lose not only what we know, but also what is to be discovered venomous. Uh, venoms of related species have been found to contain compounds. I knew this. Uh, with uh, potential uses, pain medications, and cancer treatments. Frank Ridgely of the DVM Zoo Miami Conservation and Veterinary Services Manager says, that's a long title. (gasps) Gotta take a long breath when you say that guy's title. I've got a really wide business card. Say it goes, it continues on the back. Experts say spiders like the newly discovered species can live for decades in the same burrow over the uh, entirety of their lifespan. For humans, the spider's venom is likened to a bee sting. Well, that's not so bad. I guess I can take that unless you're allergic to it like my dad was zoo staff says they have only found a handful of males throughout the years and a female of the species has yet to be discovered well aren't gender roles really beside the point come on uh, so that's a new gender a new species you of tarantula like spider that only becomes a problem if you're worried about the perpetuation of the species and here's what's going to happen when i read this i'm gonna take this home and read it to mr bk i'm like hey there's a new species of tarantula read this <laughs> And that's what she'll do. <laughs> she'll scream. You'll hear her scream all the way here. So I don't want to hear about it. 
I can't believe the day she uh, had the uh, little snake was loose in the living room. We don't know how it got in the living room. She had to. She didn't have her. She didn't have her glasses on. And she came down the stairs and she saw at the bottom of the stairs. She goes, "Did we? Did, is that a belt on the floor down there? I can't really tell what that is. Wait, the belt's moving. That's not a belt." So uh, she tried to keep it away from crawling up in the couch. That would have been a whole other thing <laughs> if it had got lost up in there. Got to get rid of the couch. Come and pick it up. You know, I, I don't have a problem with snakes. My wife does. My wife is... Well, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I respect the snakes. I'm not like a crazy person. Although she has gone through her own version of desensitization because she's gotten into the hiking and everything. And so right. she said, I've had to force myself to yeah. look at pictures of snakes first and then eventually see snakes and not right. panic. Like, she would panic. And I don't get the whole thing. I told some of my relatives we were walking in the woods a couple of years ago, and I said we were walking the other day, and we saw this big, uh, this big snake up in the tree, and it was kind of cool. But he was just kind of sitting there. You could tell he was still a little dazed by the cool weather, and he was cold up on the limb, you know, right at right at your head level as you walked over this little bridge. And what was their first reaction? They're like, "Did you kill it?" I'm like. No, no, I didn't kill it. I mean, I, he's, he's out there. I'm not going to mess with him. He's fine. I mean, it's not a big deal. Am I am I goofy and dumb for nope. not doing that? I mean, I'm not going to kill. I mean, if someone's about, if a case, snake's about to attach a, uh, attack a child by me, I'm going to try to protect it or do whatever or things like that. I mean, if but it's, it's going to automatically kill it. You if know? it's a, if it, I want to say deadly, but if it is a poison, it's like if I right. know it's a copperhead. Right. And I know it's in an area where a lot of people are traversing. Or maybe your dogs are out back or something like that. Yeah, you're then right, I'm yeah. more likely to kill that. But right. if it's a king snake, a rat snake, no. a corn snake, no. If you move, I strike. And if you do not move, I strike. No, I'm not gonna. No, I think this was. I think this was a copperhead. I think, but he, but it was in the tree. Now he was so far away. I'm like, I'm not gonna take time to cross the the creek, go over there and, and bother that snake and kill him. I'm just gonna go right. on my way, and he'll go on. We've his been way. kayaking, and there's been water moccasins that have swam across. Just kind of the, like, let it go do yeah. its thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna. Well, I'm like you. I don't have to. But you know, some of my family are come from the school. Every the only good snake is a dead snake. I'm like, well, that's not true. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> I'm not an ecosystem maniac or anything, but. Uh, I do think that. I mean, come on. I, I just don't understand people who want to intentionally go out of their way to hurt animals. I just no, at all. They any just, kind of animal. I can understand if a bear's charging me in the woods or whatever. Well, yeah, but that's, you're not me, intentionally going after the bear. Him. Yeah, but that's that's a different thing with your whole your family. I want to tell everybody how they can get in contact with me. If you ever going to email me or anything or contact me, you can. You can get me at BK on the air at gmail.com or you can send me a message on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram. You can also private message me there as well or just public message me if it's something you don't want anybody to read send me an email or a private message i read i don't alan and i don't have uh we don't have expenses handlers at least not yet that read everything you no know, we read everything we, we read our, our own ma- okay if anybody wants to tell us anything because some people don't want to come on the radio and talk and i don't know why it's like come on call me up and tell me something if you don't so uh, you can also hello to everyone at fistful of radio fistful of you can hear me on there Every Saturday, the BK replay at 8.30 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern. That's fistfulofradio.com. I'm always glad to be there. They're having a listeners uh, get-together at Fistful next, uh, this month. It's May the 1st. I keep forgetting it's May. They're having a listener appreciation. I want to go to that and meet people and have a good time there. And say hello to everyone. Thanks for being here, buddy. Had a good time, as usual. It was awesome. It goes by too quick. It's BK on the air. We'll see everybody on Anchor, SoundCloud, and Spotify. YouTube, it's the BK Podcast. God keep you